Hello, everybody. We're starting over. Come find us. I'm going to send out a new link. Sorry about the Hello, Potato Poodle. Hello, Chico. We're going to try this again. Yay! You got the music? Yes. But... Can't hear you when you talk over the music. Coming out very digital. We hear the music. Muchacho, que porque la suerte quiso, vivís en un primer piso de un palacete central. Que para vicios y placeres, para farras y mujeres, dispones de un capital. Muchacho. Que no sabes el encanto de haber derramado llanto sobre un pecho de mujer. Que no sabes que secarse en una timba y armarse para volverse a meter. Que decís que un tango rante no te hace perder la calma y que no te llore el alma. Cuando gime un bandoneo Que si tenés sentimiento Lo tendrás adormecido Pues todo lo has conseguido Pagando como un chavo Decime si en tu vida pelandruna bajo la luz de la luna o si no bajo un faro no te has sentido poeta y le has dicho a una pebeta que ella es más linda que el sol Decime si conoces la armonía la dulce policromía de las tardes de Arrabal cuando van las fabriqueras, tentadoras y diqueras, bajo el sonoro mercal. ¿Qué decís que un tango rante no te hace perder la calma? Y que no te llore el alma cuando gime un bandoneón. Que si tenés sentimiento, lo tendrás adormecido, pues todo lo has conseguido pagando como un chabón. Sound of the music and such a great song.
Ooh, now you can make their sound effects work too. How do I sound? Oh, Jesus. Uh, terrible. You should call in from your phone, maybe, Adam. Wait. It's, uh, I'll, like, just tell it to myself until you call from your phone, maybe. How is everybody doing tonight? I, uh... Oh, there you go. I already did a sound check earlier, and it sounded fine, so I'm not sure what's going on now. This uh, Podbean is such a crappy fucking thing. It could be... It really either. is crap, man. <laughs> so frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I can see. And um, could you be farther from your computer a little bit? Why? There's still a little bit of, like, something in the background of your voice. Not as much, but I'm wondering if it has something to do with the proximity. Uh, how's that? I don't know. Great. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, it's annoying because I did like a 20-minute sound check earlier and everything sounded fine. I was actually talking over the music and all of a sudden now it's not working. And then it I tried to play hurts. another song earlier and it wouldn't play. Uh. But Great way to start I'm the show, here. Chico. You're it's here, all your fault. Adam. It's 3.30 here. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Great. Okay. How's your time in Turkey going? It's good. So, Great. Great. Wonderful. I'm just going to uh, keep using wonderful tonight. And uh, think about Derek. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. I just woke up a few minutes ago. So who knows what else I'm going to do tonight. Well, what you been up to while you're there? What's going on in Turkey? Uh, been walking a lot and seeing family. Mm -hmm. Eating a little more than I used to. My mama is cooking for me. Oh, yeah? Yes. And how that? Then, yeah, I don't know what else I'm doing. I'm still teaching. Are you watching it's Harry interesting. Potter? interesting. I'm watching Harry Potter when I get the chance. Um, I'm at number four. Wow, I just finished number two last night. You inspired me to watch them. You inspired me to get a VPN and watch Harry Potter. <laughs> it's so exciting, though, to have all of them available because I think I've only watched three of them and, like, with years apart. Which one is your favorite character, Adam? It's hmm. a good question. I don't think I have one, but I have three that I really like. Yeah? Who's that? Who one is Hagrid, the big guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Ron, the redhead kid, mm -hmm. especially when they're younger. He's just like, and he partly reminds me of you. It's racist. Uh, <laughs> it's very racist, so true. 
He only reminds you of me because he's a redhead. Yes, but he's also very cute. Oh, well, that's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not racist. And then uh, the teacher, Snape. Snape, right? I was going to say Snape at first because I feel like I've always liked Alan Rickman. Yeah, me too. As an actor, anyway. And uh, yeah, so far, I think he's just it's been good. April said she's loving the transcontinental classes. Yes, it's hilarious. Like I've been teaching at 1 and 2 a.m. And um, this week is definitely different than last week because last week... You were not as jet... You were jet-lagged more, so you probably... Yeah, but tonight was better because I could sleep two, two and a half hours before the show. Last week I tried to sleep and I was like just like turning around in bed. But mm. yesterday night when I was teaching strengthening and mobility at 1 a.m., I moved it to 1 a.m. instead of 2. I actually relaxed so much in my own class that by the end, when we were doing balance exercises, I was actually ready to just like go to bed. I faded out. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if I was projecting by the end. I was like, I think I'm just like uh, going to sleep slowly. I mean, yoga and stuff like that would be a great thing to do before bed. Because I always fall yes. asleep at the end of a yoga class anyway. Yeah, I slept so good. Well, after. not always, but. Oh my God, remember the Marcella Trappe classes? Well, we Maybe do some so. of the rollings from those, and you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she'd be like, all right, let's relax at the end of the class. But you were snoring at one time. It was just too Oh, me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the first time I ever did yoga was like, you know, 20-something years ago at a friend's apartment. She was getting her – she was learning how to teach. And the whole class we did on the hardwood floor because she didn't have – we didn't have mats or anything. And I remember in the beginning of the class – you know, I was like late teenager. Yoga was not an interest of mine. I was just kind of like, oh, this is so stupid and the floor hurts and yada, yada, yada. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know, falling asleep on a hardwood floor. And I remember thinking like, wow, what an hour. Of my Like my <laughs> life just changed so much in one hour. <laughs> I was like, I love hardwood floors now. They're so comfortable. <laughs> well, I remember at Marcela's classes in Argentina, we'd be up till morning and then we'd have something scheduled with her. I think we canceled on her a few times because we were just like, we couldn't, there was no way we were waking up. Mm -hmm. And then we would push ourselves to get there and it was so relaxing. It was a good way to wake up. But yeah, one time we didn't really wake up. I just had my eyes closed, relaxing, focusing on my breathing, and then I hear something in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I turn around. You know, it doesn't matter how many times we've been there and how old we get. We still are so ambitious. Well, I would say this last trip we were a little less ambitious. But yeah. you know, up until this last trip, we would still schedule shit for like 11 a.m., noon, 1 o'clock the next day. <laughs> 
And then we would just, and I, my, me especially, I would just be like running to get to some private lesson, hundred degree weather, yeah. sweating everything out from the night before, like getting home at six a.m. and not even remembering the class we were about to take because I was just like so hungover, tired. Well, one time it was, I don't know, it was I think hundred and ten degrees, maybe more. It was the summer where Chicago became like. 50 centigrade, uh, like when they reached really extreme temperatures, mm. like 125 or something in Chicago. Do you remember that summer? Well, I don't yeah. remember Chicago because I wasn't there. I don't know. What, what do you mean? But, Wait. Well, they lost power. And then we lost power and stuff, I think, in Argentina because everybody was like, Whoever had the AC and everybody was just like, because it was so hot. But if it was hundred, it was hot for us. It would have been cold in Chicago. Oh yeah, they're right. It was. It was, 100, it was the year it was frozen in Chicago. It was hundred and twenty-five for us, and they were yeah. Yeah, freezing. now I know. And they were like, somebody said that they like poured water in the air and it just froze. Yeah. And we, we had a class and we got up and we're like, no fucking way. Like, there is no AC. We don't know if there is a fan. Let's just like cancel everything and go to the pool. It's a pretty typical thing to do there. Yeah. And we speaking of, I, just speaking of Chicago, we never had Anand and Danielle on the show. We should reach out to them. I know. It's, um, I have it on my list to reach out to them. Yes. Agreed. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> well, I um I listened to the recordings that Emily sent us. Amazing, right? Did you listen to them? Yeah. Well then yes, they are. Yeah. Um, I wrote her I started my day with that. I decided not to listen to one of them so that I could listen to it on the show, like it's live, but uh, it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Should, should we invite her on that no. note? Not yet. No, I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> um, so yesterday, Sharon and I voted. Oh, yeah. How was that? Did you have to wait? Are you not trolling me on Facebook? Did you see the video I posted? I am not, man. Do you have I Facebook in Turkey? <laughs> no. I'm going to send it to you on WhatsApp us. right now. It was a three and a half hour wait. Oh, wow. But I got a really cool um, video that I'm going to send you right now. I don't think I can watch the video from my phone as I'm on the podcast. Oh, that's true. All right, well, then you can watch it later. Um, but yeah, Emily, give us a call anytime. I'm going to start playing the music. And I saw, yeah, Potato. There was uh, like a few people in the city had a, had a short wait, but then I heard others had a longer wait. So, I'm guessing in New Jersey depends which neighborhood and city you were in. Where are you, Poodle? Hey, Emily. Hi, Adam and Chico. Hello. Hi. How you been? Um, I've been a lot better since I started singing again. Yay! <laughs> so thank you <laughs> for giving me an incentive. 
Excellent. I am so envious. I've been wanting to learn to sing. I mean, I can sing just for myself, but I've been wanting to sing and improve my voice and learn, get better. It's something I would love to get good at. And hearing your voice, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, it's, it's like any other type of training. It involves a certain set of muscles. So mm -hmm. I was actually really nervous about the idea of suddenly, like, recording something that was going to be um, broadcast like this because I haven't been singing much. But miraculously, it seems like my voice is fine. <laughs> the muscles haven't completely atrophied. You know, unlike everything else during COVID. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I can't, yeah, I'm really happy with how the recordings came out. So, and yeah. so, did you guys? Did he send you a recording of him playing, and then did you sing over it, or how did you guys go about it? Uh, no. What we did was uh, on Monday night. Um, I was working from my dad's apartment, and um, Maurizio came over with his piano and we we sang everything like we played and sang together uh we played through all the three songs and then we had to kind of work with um some limited equipment that i had so what we ended up doing was that maurizio played um his keyboard um as a a midi uh trigger uh, played it into Logic, and I sang while he was playing, um, mm. but I wasn't able to, like, record my vocals and his playing at the same time, um, except with my internal microphone from my laptop. So then he went home, and I recorded my vocals on top of what he had played. I but see. the whole... but. Like we we had everything done within three hours, and we'd never played together before. So it's amazing. Kind of so Amazing. yeah. Well, tell us about your vocal training. When was that? And because you did say you used to sing, and you did that professionally for a while. Yeah. No, I still. Work? Yeah. No, I still consider myself a professional, but I've just kind of put that part of my professional life on the back burner for a bit. But, you know, I grew up in a family of classical musicians, so I've been around music my entire life, even like before I was born, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was a kid, I wanted to be an opera singer. <laughs> but I was always terrible at reading music, so I could never really be like a classical musician, but I was uh, classically trained a little bit. But the other thing I'm really good at is mimicking different styles. Um, so that coupled with a fairly large vocal range gives me a lot of flexibility in the types of things that I can sing. And what I ended up becoming was an experimental pop artist. Hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've toured the US, I've toured Europe, I opened for Fever Ray 10 years ago on our US tour. <laughs> Uh, I was in Dirty Projectors for a while. Um, and yeah, I've, you know, I've done a lot of songwriting and arranging and, um, you know, just kind of done a lot of different genres. But uh, I started singing tango when I was about 18 because mm -hmm. I, I, I was dancing since I was 16 and I started off in Finland. And of course, the scene in Finland is much smaller, especially back, you know, in the day. 
when I was teenager. And there was this one really great Bandanon player in Helsinki. His name is Petri Ikkela. And, uh, you know, just through my classical music contacts, et cetera, I ended up getting in touch with him. And actually one of the songs that we performed uh, at one of the salons that my mom puts on once a month. Um, she has this cultural salon that she, she's been doing for like decades now. So we performed a few songs, a few tango songs, and one of them was Adonika Paredes. So the last time I sang that was when I was 18. So you're <laughs> from Finland? On my mom's side, yeah. And the, the, I heard, I know like the Finnish tango is very popular there, right? Yeah, I mean, it has been. The sailors brought over the tango very early on. So brought it, it over from where? From Argentina and oh. Uruguay. Um, okay, so, so, yeah, I think they brought it over maybe even, well, basically around the time the tango was born. And so we actually developed our kind of own parallel tango culture. So if you listen to some of the really old recordings like Ola Vivirta, it sounds a little bit like Canaro or Lomuto, um, mm-hmm. but then it kind of evolved into this kind of schlager thing. And of course, Finnish tango dancing is awful, like the Finnish version of it. It's just like a, yeah, you know, a bit like a foxtrot, but right. just weirder. Um, and <laughs> we, don't have, we, don't, we don't have bandoneons in Finland. In Finnish tango, we use accordions. But oh, I stuff see. is actually quite nice in the when my brother had a trio, or well, it was more—it was a quartet in Berlin. The guitar player was from Finland. His name was Kale Kalima, and he came to visit us. Chico, remember they stayed at the loft. Yeah. yeah. And Kale was so fascinated because he was like, "Oh, your brother's a tango dancer," and he was telling <laughs> me all about the. He loved uh, he loved tango music and he loved subway. He was so amazed <laughs> that he could go to a place. He thought he just thought subways were genius. He was like, "You could go there and just." everything is different every time you want turkey you have turkey you want salami you have so we went on this tour when they came here for a little tour of their band and everywhere we went he ate at subway he just he loved subway <laughs> that's, so that's funny. hilarious <laughs> but uh, that's when i learned that to finish yeah there was a strong i mean i know like poland russia i mean many many european countries have a history of tango in their in their in their roots and stuff but like he was saying that, like, the national music of Finland is tango. Yeah, that's true, actually. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's no amazing. It, it's really random, but it's, yeah, yeah, somehow things just worked out that way. I went to a milonga in Poland many years ago, and the guy who ran it decided the theme that night would be all Polish tangos. And as you said, Emily, they sound, like, really bad. They all sound the same. <laughs> and it was funny because about, like, 20 minutes into the milonga, he came out and he apologized to everybody and he was like, sorry guys, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> so did, uh, he, and, and did he do like a 180 or something? And... No, he just stuck with it. But, but you know, everybody, <laughs> dread, I, I had just arrived. I, I was, remember Tomek and Radek? Yeah, people? of like, course. I went to Poland, yeah. the DJ. And I stayed for the week, of course, just to check out the scene and everything. And everybody dressed up that night and like the themes from the 20s. I didn't, of course, have a costume because I was just visiting. But no, they stuck with it, but I just remember because when when he played like the first time, it sounded like these old Rodriguez's, you know, these just bored, these like really bad Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next time it started, and it was the same, and then the next one, and the same. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is really. <laughs> and everybody, you could see the look on their faces. So he came out and said something, but he did not pivot. He did not uh, change his approach. So, Emily, in Finnish tango, you said there's an accordion. Is there. Uh, is it also like influenced by Finnish folk music and stuff at all? Not really. Do you think? Uh, I think, you know, in the era when it was really big, mm-hmm. um, it was, you know, you'd have like the radio jazz orchestra or something that would be playing it. And so there's like a little bit of an influence of jazz in it sometimes, like the old timey jazz. Yeah. Uh, but see. it tends to be like pretty marchy. But then again, so is some Argentine tango as well. Yeah, uh, but so... it sounds more upbeat than sad. Uh, no, we're a very melancholy people. <laughs> that's you why are? Kind okay. Of, that's okay. that's why the tango is you know it kind of fits into our national temperament. But um, yeah, I mean, some of it is really nice. I, I there's one song in particular that I like to sometimes play when I DJ at the end of the night. And it's always kind of fun to like see if anyone notices that he's singing in Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I actually I wanted to add to what I was saying earlier um, about just like my history and and singing that like right before COVID, I had plans to start, you know, reaching out to some of our local tango musicians and start singing Argentine tango with them. And you know, we've been talking about Maurizio was one of the kind of last people I spoke to before everything shut down. So it was really nice to have this opportunity to actually start this work now that, you know, I hope to continue when things. That's awesome. If I knew I would have got, gotten on your case about it sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now, you know, I also, I recorded some of my own tango covers also like during the beginning of lockdown. I don't know if you heard any Mm -hmm. of them, but um, I did Capuche Blanca. I did that. I missed that out. Did you post those on Facebook? I did. I did. Oh. I feel so sad when I miss such stuff on Facebook and not miss some other stuff. (laughs) But of course it's different, you know, now like, you know, having recorded with an actual tango musician. So it's not just like me being my like weird experimental pop self trying to reimagine stuff. <laughs> so, anyway. so how was, um, you said you have a big range with your vocals? Did yeah, I at least I, right? I used to. Um, probably it's shrunk a little bit, you know, with lack of use. But yeah, still when I was recording yeah, the other day I noticed I could still get pretty low and pretty high but yeah it's been something like three and a half octaves at some point wow that's oh. like the first thing I noticed when you sang at Felucho I was like wow she's like singing at a completely different octave than I thought she'd be singing <laughs> like when we talk so I was like wow it's much deeper and do, so is most of that through training or you already had a wide range and it got wider through training? Um, a lot of it happens to be natural ability for me. I, that's just like my singing voice is one of the best things about me <laughs> as a person. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the one thing I, you know, it just happens to be my strong point. But of course, training helps and like being in good shape in terms of, you know, your lung capacity and like the 
support you can give your voice and just, you know, knowing how to handle it, uh, of course, helps a lot. One thing that really helped me expand my range through uh, classical training was learning how to place my voice through using, you know, just pronunciation. Mm. I was playing these recordings to one of my Argentine friends uh, yesterday, and he was like, oh, you know, you, you roll the R's too much. That's the only, like, that's the big problem with your accent. And I was like, well, that actually helps me place my voice better. It's like when you sing um, French opera, if you're singing mm -hmm. Carmen, you don't, like, you don't do the French air, you do... You know, l'amour est un oiseau rebelle. You don't do l'amour est un, un oiseau rebelle because it's just like how the technique works. Mm. You know, it, it, you're saying you emphasize the role in the R when you're singing. Sometimes maybe you wouldn't do that if you were speaking it. Yeah, like I, I just noticed that with tango in particular, um, it really helps for me to enunciate the words really clearly. Mm -hmm. in terms of getting the phrasing and the rhythm of it to flow mm -hmm. well. And and it helps me sing the phrases more expressively. Yeah. You know, so, I would say, like, if I hear a lot of vocalists from the old recordings, they, they tend to exaggerate mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I don't think some guy, some whippersnapper at the age of 30 is going to be like, hey, Achagwe. Mm -hmm. You roll your R too much, buddy. <laughs> well, sorry. I, I, I do think maybe that when you listen, that Ianzo might have said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like there's a difference between how tango singers sing now compared to how they mm. used to, and I think I identify more with the old school. Mm -hmm. What else yeah. is different? Do you think between the old school and the new school? Hmm. Ah, here's a pet peeve of mine. I feel <laughs> like a lot of the new orchestras, they just kind of bang through the songs and there's like very little nuance, um, especially with the pianos. And I'm not talking about Maurizio here, but just in general, I feel like it's like, it's almost like they're doing it, they're kind of white knuckling it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know how much of that is due to just like changes in like recording um, techniques and media, but if you listen to the older recordings, there's a lot more range in like the the volume and the dynamics and just like mm -hmm. the, the little sort of nuances in how mm -hmm. the orchestra sounds together. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of orchestras so. these days sound like the equivalent to almost like hard rock or something, you know, they, they do. They, well, they, they don't have a lot of, like you said, nuance. I'm not saying I have a problem with the new orchestras or anything, but it's compared to the way the older orchestras played. Mm -hmm. um, it, I there's mean, there's some great ones for sure. Melodies. Sorry? There are some great ones for sure, but at the same time, I still feel like also, especially the female vocalists, like use a ton of vibrato and they just like, it just makes it sound kind of syrupy as opposed to expressive for me mm. personally. Mm. Well, so, to me, also, they all sound, sound because of that or the same reason to me, it also sounds more energetic and mm. upbeat that like takes away the emotion in a way that way too. It, like 
even the sadness feels like there's an up to it than like mm -hmm. mellow and down sad. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't well, know maybe. if you were talking the same no, way. No, it. well, it depends, I guess, a little bit. But I, I do feel like it's a little too like high tech now. Mm. Um, I guess a lot of, I mean, often when you hear tango music being played live also like the the piano is a midi keyboard which of course also unless it's a very high quality one will take away a little bit of that nuance um but you know there are just so many subtleties that play into how an orchestra sounds you know from the recording um technique to the arrangement uh to how the pianist um in particular embellishes um, the accompaniment. There's just so much that goes into it. Well, it's and, also yeah. probably the, uh, like their experience of playing with each other. That's yeah. a good point. That's a really interesting Like point. the old orchestras, I think like they played with each other for so much longer. I don't know, at least like from also my lessons with Emiliano, he talks about that a lot. Right, yeah, right. Like there is a lot of stuff, nuances that are not written in the music that they're mm -hmm. doing. And there is no way a big orchestra can do that unless like they're playing with each other a lot. Well, yeah. And by course. a lot, you mean like on a daily basis, which on a daily a basis for years. Have... Yeah, I mean, that's the big problem we face right now, though, for these musicians is that they're not getting the work on a daily basis. So it's hard to build that sort of chemistry with fellow musicians when you're just live on a stage, you know, putting it yeah. together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like Horacio used to say, like a band would go play at a milonga in the past. And then in the same night, they would go to another milonga to play there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I always would wonder, like, how did the tandas happen when it was all just live music? And that wasn't the case. It was an orchestra played for a while. It was the same orchestra you would dance to, and then that orchestra would leave, and the other orchestra would play. Uh, yeah, tandas they, are a very new. I mean, yeah, it's speaking, a new they're thing. They're a new thing. You know, when you yeah. have live, when you had live music and live, uh, you know, things like that, they they weren't playing it. I mean, it's kind of silly, but it just fits the time that when you're at a milonga with a live band. They play like little mini cortinas because they want to fit the, the, the way we do it mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean the whole the whole concept of a tanda and like you know how uh, a milonga is structured nowadays is based on the fact that we have this huge catalog of orchestras in different eras. Absolutely. And, you know a certain set of recordings that we draw from. So it's not, you know, it's not the same concept as, you know, being in a dance hall with an orchestra playing yeah. you know, for a few hours. It's or a completely with a different concept. Absolutely. Or with a DJ who's DJing from an LP, like that's mm -hmm. the other thing. Like when they did that, that was different too. Well, because it's not as time. easy as a computer to like keep changing between stuff. I'm yeah, guessing. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I would have had the stamina to DJ before. Like playlists were an option. I'm like a digital age tango DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Happily so. 
<laughs> so, um, you said, what did you become instead of classical? You said, punk, well, basically an experimental avant-garde. pop. Yeah, yeah, sort of like an experimental pop musician. Um, my favorite incarnation of my music was I had a live band where I played a pump organ. Huh. And then we had um, percussion and auto harp. And <laughs> my cat is uh, commenting. <laughs> oh, I thought that uh, made a sound effect. <laughs> no, it's, it's my cat. She's sitting in my lap. But yeah. I thought that organ. was a pump organ. <laughs> I thought Adam made a sound effect well, as a pop organ as well. Well, the pump organ is actually right there in my bedroom, so although the pedal needs to be a kind of reset. But um, yeah, pump organ, uh, auto heart percussion, uh, electric organ, and sometimes guitar and bass, and then also um, like background vocals. And I remember acoustic like, or electric guitar. Electric guitar. Hi everybody! This is Bat. Hello, Bat Johnson. No, that's my other. That's my other half talking. <laughs> Adam, you have so many halves. You're I such have a, a white lucky half man. and a black half. You know, yin yang. You look like the Korean flag, man. <laughs> Hello, Emily. Hello. Hi, Bat. Hello. Hello, Emily. Who is uh, Troilo? That's, That's Adam. Me. Adam. Oh, okay. For some reason, you missed the beginning, but um, I Podbean allows us to now upload the music directly into their Finally. program, which is amazing because it sounded so much better when I started the show with Muchacho. But um, uh-huh. it also caused a glitch that didn't happen earlier when I did the sound check, which I can't use my microphone. I have to call in right now. I'm sure oh, they'll okay. fix it, but um. Because it didn't happen earlier, I was I was doing a long sound. Anywho, so now I'm calling in, and I my avatar is Anibal Troilo. He sounded very much like a monster robot, yes. as Bef- he himself put it before. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really annoying and concerning, but. What are you going to do in these times of COVID? So, Emily, I want to play one of your songs, and I was thinking Adon Nicanor Paredes would be the good one to start with, but what do you think? Well, that one's my favorite, because I did some extra uh, um, arranging on that. So, yeah, sure. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) And that was the song you said is your favorite from? It's it's my favorite. No, no, it's just like my favorite of the three that we recorded. And I okay, this is the one I sang when I was when 18 were, yeah, last yeah. time. Oh, yes, that's the one. When okay, I was a wee lass. <laughs> yes, thanks for reminding me. All right, I'm going to play <laughs> it. Let's I, see if it works. Sorry, I Beth, have a quick, I have a quick yeah. question. Um, Emily, uh, are you playing any instruments on this song that we're about to hear? On this one, I uh, I added in well, it's it's all MIDI actually, but I I added in like a like a church organ bass to uh-huh. it and a celesta, and then I also took Maurizio's piano and I doubled it as a harpsichord, and then I also sang some backing vocals. Is I it, what's heard a that I was going to ask that, huh? 
Is that like an electronic cello or something? No, celesta is like a little bit like a cross between like a vibraphone and a bell. It sounds, you know, mm. like, do you know, do you know, um, do you know in the magic flute, there's that kind of the sound of Papageno's like bell set that makes uh -uh. everyone dance? Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, the, if you look it up, there's like uh, the, the opera, Mozart's, Mozart, bleh, Mozart's opera, the magic flute. There's a uh, character named Papageno and he has like this, he's given this magical bell set uh, okay. uh, that, that makes everyone dance. And that's the, the, when he plays it, it's actually a celesta. Okay. You'll hear yeah. it. Is that, is that spelled with a C E L? Yes. Yeah. C E L. Okay. L E S T A. A. Yes. Okay. I have one last question. We can play the song, Adam. Um, Emily, where did you get your uh, music education? In the womb. <laughs> cool. That's that's the best place. Under my grandmother's piano uh, and at Yale University eventually. Okay. Fabulous. That's cool. Actually, and Bat, yeah. you don't have to be quick about your questions. We like them. And you okay, can also well, I, ask after the song, too. Okay. I, if you I think thought, of others. I, I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show. <laughs> well, you can there is no part flow, of baby. the flow. <laughs> part of the flow. I have a quick question too, and I'm going to speak as fast as Bat did. How many languages do you speak? How many languages do I speak? Yeah. Uh, well, fluently three. Let's see, Finnish, English, French, fluently, some Italian, some Russian, some Yiddish, and a little bit of Spanish. Okay. Basically. You sound so good that I like that sounds like a European Spanish. education. Sounds like yes, a European yeah. education to me. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a Finnish education coupled with a multicultural family. And, uh, you know, I, I learned Finnish, English, and French by the time I was three, and they're very different languages, one from the other. And I think that if you learn three really different languages when you're very, very young, it kind of primes your brain to yeah. learn more languages easily. Yeah, oh, that's, that's very true. Yeah. So it's really easy for me to pronounce a lot of different things. And I also pick up languages by osmosis that are kind of within the extended, extended range of what I already know. Mm -hmm. So Nice. Bat, you, you speak some Espanol, eh? Si, poquito. <laughs> I'm, working, I'm working really, really hard, really hard. But, I, you know, I've, I've studied... Bien. I know you have been, um, and I want to uh, connect with your um, Argentinian, Argentinian woman. Um, mm -hmm. But I've, I've studied a few languages, um, Italian, Korean, Spanish, and French. But um, now my, my French is getting in the way of relearning my Spanish. So I have to work really hard and sometimes double think to get back yeah. on the other track, you know? Oh, you know what's really weird that I've noticed? is that if you know certain languages at a similar level that's not quite proficient, they tend to get stored in the same part of your brain. And like sometimes I'm, and then sometimes if I'm like trying to speak Italian, I'll think of the Russian word instead, ah. which makes no sense. <laughs> that's what I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but it doesn't when happen I'm, with the ones that you know really well. When yeah, I'm in Spanish, just starting to learn. 
When I'm in a Spanish-speaking country, I think in French and translate into Spanish. So you can imagine right, how long right. it takes That's me to、hilarious. say, hello, how are you? <laughs> When I、right. was learning Spanish, I would always remember French words of the words I'm trying to remember in Spanish. And they, are,、uh-huh. they don't sound similar. It was words that sounded completely different. And I hadn't used any French for over 20 years. And I never really used it. I learned it. For two years, and so things that I didn't even think about for 20 years would just pop、mm. into my head. <laughs> so now it makes all sense. Yeah. They were stored、nice. in the same they were stored in the same cabinet. So if they're stored in the same cabinet, don't they like run into each other, bang into each other? Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not as screwed up as I thought I was. Don't well, answer that. Screwed、Adam. up. I knew it. I knew someone was gonna. Chico、Damn、got、it. my back. Chico got my back. Damn it. Re- <laughs> the other really funny thing is that you end up understanding languages better than you speak them. So、no、then it gets、shit. really, yeah. especially yeah, with、so. with Spanish. I understand a lot of Spanish, but I can't always like participate in the conversations as much as I would like. But you know, it's harder to keep secrets from me nowadays.、Mm. Uh, well, that's be- that's because in, in speaking, you have to spit the words out now. But in writing,、yeah. reading, and listening, you can take、mm-hmm. your time. Like in listening, you can you know hear one out of five words and determine what they're talking about. But、uh, in speaking, you、mm-hmm. have to spit those words out now. Or, or think that you understand sometimes too. I've been in conversations where <laughs> I'm、me. like, oh, I'm doing really good understanding well, this person, and then half hour later, and I'm like, fuck, I'm so lost. And I can't tell him anymore. <laughs> Chico, how many、yeah. languages do you speak? Oh, proficiently, I only speak English and、uh, Turkish, and I've learned some French and some Spanish along the way. How many、um, dialects are there in Turkish? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, let me let me ask you this: Can the people in the north speak to the people in the south? They can, they do have an accent, but it's、uh-huh. not a dialect. I would say it's not like they India. They have a different <laughs> accent. They we we can understand each other, but it doesn't sound、um, like a different language. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They might have some words that we don't use,、um, but yeah, they also、That's... have bigger noses. <laughs> <laughs> Are they taller, also? Not particularly. Okay, because in、I'm、some countries, I'm the tallest people... in this country. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a Turkish answer right there. <laughs> <laughs> because in some countries, the people in the north,、um, they have more taller people than in the south. Ah,、uh, yeah, I know. Maybe there is, but there、uh, hasn't been a. Point that I've run across, but now I do want to research that. And I'm from the west,、Turkey、by the, the way, not measure, south. <laughs> Are you in inches or centimeters? Hi, hi, hi. All right, let's play a song. Ready for the song? Yes.、Um, Meet yourselves, but, guys. But first, I have a. But first, I have a quick question. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that now, damn. I know. I'm just kidding. 
That was like 20 minutes ago when we started our quick questions. <laughs> Do you think uh, it's going to work or are there going to be glitches? We're going to see right now. That's why I'm excited to check yeah. it out. I've changed I something. I changed Can something. I ask everyone to mute themselves so that we make sure that on our end we don't cause glitches? Yeah, my mute disappeared. So see what happens. Yeah, I don't know where's... how to mute myself. Yeah, I where's the mute? At the, at the end of right. your screen, at the bottom of your screen, where the button that you called with that has the phone mm -hmm. on it is oh. red now. So if you press that, it will give you the option to hang up or mute. Okay, so I'll just mute. Hey. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to Bye. Do Let's see what happens. Bye. See, this is a problem. I'm going to try this again. Yeah, I like that you know one. What I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to delete all of that. That wasn't it. One. <laughs> that I, wasn't I me. You, you, or my. I know, I know. This is really annoying software. Let me, I'm going to re-upload each song one at a time this time instead of uploading them all to the program. Oh, the so it's picking what second. it's going to play? No, it's just not. See, again, I did a sound check earlier. I, everything worked fine. I uploaded all the songs in the Podbean. I was able to play one, skip to another one, play that one, skip to another one, talk, and now it's just stuck on whatever song it had already played. So I, I just famous deleted last everything. And I'm going to play this song right now. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> So well, maybe I can play from my computer and have you guys listen wait, to Wait, 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 hold on. What happened here? Okay. Something's happening. Mm. There we go. Mute yourselves. Venga un rasgueo y ahora Con el permiso de ustedes Le estoy cantando, señores Cuánta memoria se apaga 
de aquel palermo perdido, del baldío y de la daga. Ahora está muerto y me digo, ¿qué hará usted, don Nicanor, en un cielo sin caballos, sin vino, retrujo y flor? Also have an applaud that doesn't sound like uh, the sink faucet. You know what, Emily? What? I would buy that. Yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, thank you. I do think it came out really well. The playback was a tiny bit glitchy, but not terrible. Um, That's not on you. No. Um, I'm glad we were able to play it. That's beautiful. So, um, were you playing piano on that? No, no, it's Maurizio Nacht. Oh, okay. Okay. And, um, oh, I have one more question. <laughs> are there, <laughs> are there rolled, any rolled R's in Finnish? Yes, we have the R. Okay. Yeah. If I would speak with a Finnish accent, I would speak like this, and then I would roll all, all of my airs like this. You speak like this? Oh like my this. God! You should speak like that. That's awesome. It's no, sad. that's how I talk. If I'm like, if I'm at a Shabbos meal in Borough Park, and it's like four o'clock in the morning, and I'm really tired and I don't want to walk home, I start talking like that until people get so annoyed with listening to their Hungarian grandma that the guy who's breaking Shabbos drives me drives me home. <laughs> <laughs> That's my my escape tactic. Uh, That's great. one way to get a free ride. Yeah, people get great so way to it. speak. <laughs> I don't know if I so can, like I just speak with a Finnish accent for the rest of the podcast, and then everybody will hang up, and nobody will listen to the music anymore. Yes, we will <laughs> still listen to the music, and I'll stop talking like this as well. <laughs> and then it will be great and adequate. <laughs> let's just all of us speak in fake accents for like and i'll speak with a, like because i don't actually have a finnish accent when i speak <laughs> so we can all just speak in whatever fake accent we want and okay, that'll be our like first stick to, for the night i want yes. to talk i, I would want to talk I wanted... like this all night long i'll talk like this and nobody will know who it was Oh, very, very mysterious. <laughs> Is that... Do it again. I, I'll figure it. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I could probably think... No, no. This is not Pablo Verón. This is not... No, Pablito no, that's Verón. definitely not him. No, no. This no. is very, very special. I hope he isn't listening, because I invited him to. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a birthday the other day. I said about a, a birthday greeting. Oh, you did, did you? I did. And He's he responded. Very, very yeah. special. He also thinks that the coronavirus is a giant hoax to take control over people's bodies and minds. Really? I, I don't know if you've seen what he's A lot of people in the Tango but... community think that. 
Yeah, a little, a little silly. Well, wait till we go visit them in the hospital. Huh? Um, I said, okay, let's go visit them in the hospital and see what they think. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. That was crude. That was very cruel of crude. you. <laughs> very, very cruel of you, Don't Matt be Johnson. Don't be cruel to us, true. <laughs> I don't want no other love. Okay. Where's your daddy? Only one musical guest per episode. Yeah, Matt. this is supposed <laughs> to be my concert. <laughs> I'm, su I'm surprised you called it music. <laughs> With that in mind, I was going to play Afiches next. Um, yes. But okay. I'm going to upload it again and make sure it works. Hold on one second. Okay. And in the meantime, I will continue stuff. talking like this. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel like I have a wand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Harry sound. Potter now. It does not sound like you have a wand, madame. It sounds like you have a implant. Oh, really? Beth and I can do a a Fake voiceover. A little voiceover, <laughs> shall we, Beth Johnson? I can put on my fake cockney. I love my cockney. Oh, your it's cock, so... your your cock or your cockney? <laughs> no, my cock, my cock goes down to my knee. All right. That was cool. Mute. Cruel en el cartel. La propaganda mandó cruel en el cartel. Y en el petiche de una fiche de papel. Se vende la ilusión. Se ripa el corazón. Y apareces tú. Vendiendo el último giro. Cargándome otra vez la cruz Cruel en el cartel Te ríes corazón Dan ganas de variarse en un rincón Ya da la noche al atardecer Su piel de ojer Llamo a el aire su pincel Y hace con él La primavera, pero qué? Si están tus cosas, pero tú no estás, porque eres algo para todos ya, como un desnudo de vidriera. Lucha a tu lado para ti, por Dios, y te perdí. Yo te di un hogar. Siempre fui pobre, pero yo te di un hogar. Se me gastaron las sonrisas de luchar, luchando para ti, sangrando para ti. Luego la verdad, que es restregarse con arena el paladar y ahogarse sin poder gritar. Que yo te di un hogar, fui culpa del amor. Dan ganas de avaliarse en un rincón. Ya da la noche a la cancel, su piel de hoguer. Ya moja el aire su pincel y hace con él 
la primavera pero que si están tus cosas pero tú no estás porque eres algo para todos ya como un desnudo de vidriera lucha a tu lado para ti por Dios y te perdí I love that song. I think that was my favorite. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was really, really nice. Um, Did it sound as glitchy as I thought it did, or was that just my reception? There was a couple little glitches in the beginning. But not many. On my end. I only heard one or two. Okay. But that's Podbean. My apologies for that. And it definitely sounds still so much better than him playing it through the through his phone into the microphone. Oh yeah, that would have been that. Really that's tragic. The <laughs> that that's the option to play it so far until this week. Like that's been the only way we can play anything. Recorded. And it didn't sound bad in the early days. It's only lately it sounds so horrible through the microphone. Well, it could be I... that uh, its internet is. Busy at this hour there, not here for sure, because it's 4.30 a.m. here. That's why I'm hearing it better than you guys. Well, Chico, I was going to suggest maybe next week for your sake, maybe the next two weeks for your sake, we do afternoon shows here in New York and then evening shows for you in Turkey. Maybe. if I mean, even if it's a little earlier, like if it's 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. versus... 4.30 4.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., which is what it's going to be next week. <laughs> yeah. I'm so not so, looking forward to next week. So anyway, Emily, Matt, what do you want to say? I want to ask Emily, was the Celestial, Celeste in there on, in, on either song? The Celestial is in the first one. Uh-huh. But not in the... Okay. Yeah. Not, no, the, no, we, I only did additional, uh, I mean, I only had time to do additional arranging on one song because we literally did this in three hours the day before yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I can uh, send you the song, Bat, if you want to listen to the first one again and try to find the Celesta in there. That would be fabuloso. I will, um, I will give you my, e- you email it to me. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you my email address. I love the this last song because it's just two of you, I think. I love how uh, the piano is accompanying the feel of your singing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Shall yeah, we I play think... it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Emily. No, I, I just want to say Mauricio actually kind of told me to like run with the arranging like he he actually also has an experimental bent so he tells me and so he really liked the idea of trying something different so i i took the opportunity to kind of rearrange um yeah especially because it's it's a piazzola song so there's like a long tradition of of rearranging piazzola in different ways and sort of experimenting with it so it was i think the right song to do it with 
Perfect. Mm. And it's also yeah. like it had a different, like the two songs sound so different. And, and that's really nice to hear as well. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a nice range. I mean, the third song yeah. isn't actually a tango. <laughs> but uh, That's okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. So, right, when let, well, Jesus Christ. That's oh, shit. <laughs> okay, play the song. Play, play the fired, song. You're fired, You're play fired. The, play the song. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Play the song. I'm going to play the song. Unless anybody has any questions. Unless anybody has any questions, they want to ask real quick. I have a question. What am I doing? I, I have right. a brief statement. What is the nature I have a brief of statement. I have a brief statement, if I may. Yes, please, sir. Okay. Emily. When you've been so quiet. I, I, I missed your voice. <laughs> Come on, Adam. You love me and you know it. Okay, this, this is the last thing. Emily, you have the kind of voice that I absolutely love. Please accept this as a compliment because it is meant to be so. You have a voice that sounds like a 60-year-old Argentinian woman who drinks, no, no, listen, who, who drinks like a pint of whiskey a day and smokes two packs of cigarettes. I love that sound. Uh, compliment accepted, I guess. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. It's a very special sound. It's great. Well, trust me, if I, I just thought if, of like if, I, if I drank like a pint of whiskey a day and smoked a pack of cigarettes, I would not sound like that. I assure you. Matt, <laughs> don't ever well, Matt, don't ever compliment somebody you make love to. Be like, you make oh. Yeah, you, you feel like a 60-year-old. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You're like a retired film star. That I... <laughs> We're going to play this song. Here Thank we go. you. <laughs> Hold on, it's doing its thing. Come on, guys, let's go. All right, I'm going to try this one more time. I'm going to re-upload. can cut the silence with a knife. <laughs> or go. like lightning. Okay. What happens if I do this? That works. It's a whistle. All right, I'm going to try this again. Oh. <sighs> Exciting. We're, we're waiting in excitement. Well, I'm just trying to be quiet because you guys are going to yell at me again. Start throwing. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Matt. See? See what I'm saying? See? Start throwing shit at me again. Quick before Bat has another question. <laughs> chock full of questions. Sorry. Or before I get another existential crisis. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to mute myself. Uh, I'm gonna might have to play this last one from my. Oh, but my mic doesn't work. No, Jesus, don't do okay. it. This is a problem. What? Don't do it. All right. Okay, over. here comes another question. If you're not careful. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Is the or are the celestials or celestials played by hand or with like a 
a hammer or a stick or with something? A celesta is a keyboard. Okay. With little metal bars in it, I think. Ah. So, it's, so the, it operates a bit like a piano, but instead of a, a string, it's like a, a metallophone. So the, the, the striking hammer is metal and it hits a metal bar, right? I don't know exactly what the hammer is made of, but I, from my, what I understand, there are metal bars inside. It definitely sounds like a metallophone. Sharon, we need you. We need Sharon's expertise on this. Um, we'll see. We'll get the answer in a little bit, guys, if she's still listening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up later. Sharon's going to look it up faster than you. Oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow, so you won't know how long it takes me. So there. Well, 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 sir. Maybe I do not want to know how long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm not having any success here with this. Do you want me to pull it up from my computer and play like that? It's going to sound so bad. Wait. Okay, here it comes. I had to refresh my browser. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be playing now, but it's not. This is such a silly app. I'm oh, sure God. they can fix it in a couple of weeks if we just let them know. They're great in communication and in getting on, getting stuff done. Well, that's sad because I actually mm. really wanted to share this with everybody. Maybe we'll figure it out throughout the evening. Okay, well, because now it says it's playing, but I don't hear anything. I don't think I need to hear anything. Ay, ay, ay. That's so disappointing. I was really looking forward to. I'm going to start the program next it. week with your song. The song. Adam, do you want me to start? Uh, try it from playing from my computer? See how it sounds? Actually, that uh, one isn't, wouldn't be as bad as Adonica Nor Paredes because it's still just vocals and piano. So you don't like miss a lot of bass frequencies or anything like that. My downloads, and I have a little microphone, so I can. Um... Which one is that? Adonic... Okay, Alfonsina. Hold on, guys. Give me a second. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the song. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> I said a lungs on you. Let's do a little. <laughs> test shall we that's workable okay more or less is that acceptable shall I continue but the way you had it in the beginning because then you moved it around and then it sounded not good yeah, okay, I'm going to hold the end my microphone well, and I'm going to hold the speaker better, and I will keep steady, guys. Let me sit down. Hey, okay, I'm counting on you, Chico. <laughs> I will not breathe for <laughs> four minutes and 15 seconds. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Here we go.
How did I do? Woo! That, yeah, I mean, that was, that was uh, workable, more or less. <laughs> okay, good. I didn't move. Uh, no, no, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Good it job, was, good job. It was job, the Chica. best we could do at the moment. It's so, first of all, it was beautiful. Um, even even like your quality and Mauricio's quality penetrated even beyond. It's like it's like what we dance to every night at the Milongas. These old recordings with one <laughs> microphone in the center <laughs> of a room with twelve to fifteen musicians standing at different distances, and we all still love it because we feel deep inside the the beauty of it. And that you know that's why we did this. You know, we, we this was a test, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I've heard it so well because I was holding it right below my chin, next to <laughs> that speaker next to the microphone. I was like, I hope it's not too loud for them. I can feel no, it in my bones. No, it was good. The thing about what I'm realizing with this um, Podbean is that all of the functions have slowly stopped working during the last hour and a half. Like now the sound <laughs> effects don't even work anymore. Um, <laughs> Because I was going to hit the clapping again and it stopped working. Uploading music doesn't work. So, well, at least we're all connected. Yeah. Back can do the sound effects. Yes. Hello, guys. Hello. Go flush your toilet next to the phone. (laughs) No, come on. Hello, Marcelito. Okay. Marcelo. (laughs) I miss you. It's been so long. There you, <laughs> you are. did it. <laughs> you did it. Wash your hands, man. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. I ran out of soap. <laughs> Let, let's see if it sounds different. Yeah, because you, that's, you know, Barbat, when the coronavirus started, you were washing your hands like 12 times a day. Now you're out I of was. soap, man. <laughs> that's why. Times have changed, my friend. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to say something. Yes. I almost cried with that song. I. Yes. Emily, thank you so much. I really it's wanted amazing to song. I really wanted My to end pleasure. with that one because I think you did a really beautiful job with that one. I mean, all yes. of them were gorgeous. But it was a night. I felt that was a good one to end with. It was just. Yeah. It's so beautiful, and his it's playing. One of my is favorite so nice. songs in the world. It's playing is so beautiful as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. For me, it's one of the best songs so of the world, period. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's the story with the song? Was there, what, are we, what am I not oh. knowing about it? Oh, yeah, it's about uh, a poet named Alfonsino Storni, mm-hmm. who had a very difficult and tragic life. And at the end of her life, she just walked into the sea and mm. died. And so oh. this is about someone mourning her. Wow. Okay. After her death. Wow. You want now to? There cry. is something. There is something more deeply. Uh, what uh, Emily said. Okay, are you ready to cry? <laughs> the yes. story, as I as I know, it is Alfonsina's story. As Emily says, is a famous poetry, poetrician here in Argentina, that lived in the in the forties, I think, or the sixties, I remember, and she. <laughs> was in love with somebody that she couldn't have. And this guy was in love of her too. So they have a long, long, long love affair. And then there was one moment when she said, okay, I cannot handle anymore. 
you need to do something about that. And the guy couldn't do anything. So she, he left her. So uh, when the, the, the relationship broke, she, she couldn't handle the pain that, of that love. So she wrote something, a, poet, a letter to this guy, uh, and then went to the sea and started to walk toward the sea and try. And that is why in the phrase, one of the phrases in the lyrics says, tell, don't tell, tell him that I am gone. Uh, he'll find out. Uh-huh. And in the story of India, nobody knows who is that guy and supposedly was a famous person. Hmm. Super dramatic. It's so sad. Yeah. My God. Yeah, it's it's very good for my temperament. I, I write lots of songs like that myself. I have one about like walking into the sea and like, but in the sea, I don't like in the song, I don't actually die. I just kind of like live with the sea creatures. But, um, and it's actually just about introversion. <laughs> mm. But it's, it was part of like one of my albums. It reminds so me I, of the It was song. like, oh, this is like a different, different perspective on a similar scenario. It reminds me of that written. song from um, the Little Mermaid under the sea. <laughs> it's a little more upbeat. Yeah, under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> from the memo, the movie, find the memo. <laughs> But it was so beautiful, Emily. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear you sing more. It's just amazing. Well, thank you so much for offering us this opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, you, you were Anytime one of our first you want. You were one of our first callers back on the first episode. Yes. Back when we, when, back when we mm. thought this was... Um... <laughs> just a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least yeah. a few months. Yeah, but um, I'm glad that we got to see you sing at Falucho, and you know that's the one thing that we're all missing in our lives is right now a little bit more than ever is these random encounters that we normally have when we're out mm -hmm. and about and interacting and connecting and and it happened though when we were out that Tuesday and we were there to perform and you were singing and we heard you and now you're here on the show and it's amazing. And it's amazing to get to know this side of you, like that is so crucial to who you are and how you grew up and, you know, what you well, love. It's great. You know what? I kind of have a bit of a split personality in the sense that in Finland, everyone knows me as a musician. And here, most people know me as a filmmaker. I know mm -hmm. like, I have all these different like populations of friends and colleagues around the world. And, you know, I have a few different professions, <laughs> but also most of the time that I've been in the U.S. as an adult, I've been in the film industry, you know, except, you know, back in college, of course, I was still, you know, mostly a musician, but, you know, then again, in Finland, people don't know me yet as a filmmaker. So it's, I always have a side of myself that people don't know about. And especially, of course, you know, if you're in the tango scene, it's like, you know, people know you through, 
your dancing and who you dance with and how you dance and if you're any good and you know and it's a little clicky and very tango centered so I feel like a lot of people have sides to them that we're vaguely aware mm -hmm. of but then yeah, we don't yeah, get yeah. to know that well. Absolutely. But it's well, always we, nice especially to, in to this... bring the worlds together a little bit. Yeah, especially when we meet through this little tiny tango lens where a lot of people are just there about, you know, this one specific thing. And and if you're not good at that, then they don't want to give you the time of day or, or acknowledge you. And it's like, mm. I'm so, I'm grateful for this time we've had away from tango in a way to be able to get to know one another more, to be able to appreciate one another more. What Marcelo's starting to do with the Tango Spheres um, is very interesting as well. And, uh, you know, having this show, this format here to just sit and chat with people, I feel like it's, I don't know, for me, Tango's always been a way to just come together as a community. It's like a church for me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And if I don't dance with one or, you know, somebody here and there, it's not because I don't like you. It's just because... I'm not in the mood or, you know, whatever. But um, anyway, what you were saying, Emily, is like we all we all have many sides and and, and uh, it's great to get to know more sides of, of you tonight and, and all of us over this past, you know, several months doing this. So thank you so much for sharing yourself here. Yeah, and your time. Thank you so for much for inviting back together. me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was awesome. We yes, if, if you do anything else, We're please grateful. do let us know. We're grateful to uh, hear and share and, yeah, be connected. So when are we going to see your film, Emily? Well, uh, it's premiering. My film, Tadaikis, is premiering at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival um, on, well, next weekend. Is it a full-length feature? No, it's a short. It's a long short, though. It's 20 minutes. Um, okay. So if you're in the, like, Ontario area, you can watch it online through the festival. And then there's going to be a non-geo-blocked Q&A on the 31st um, that I'm going to be taking part in. But the really nice thing is that we already know that we won the first annual Lishma Prize for Best Short Film at the festival. <laughs> we only got it one so far. But we won. So. Congratulations. That's, That's fabulous. Thank you. Did you That's do any great. music in the movie? The soundtrack? No, I, I tend not to score my own films because I don't want to be known as like a, a, a film scorer. I want to be known as a writer-director. So I tend to kind of keep a separation between my music and my films, usually. Okay. So you wrote and directed this? Yes, I wrote and That's directed great. it. Please feel free to share the link or information in the text section above below for everyone to mm, yeah or we, in we the are, Facebook like, event. We, yeah, like we're working on our, our US premiere now. We have some interest from the New York Jewish Film Festival. Uh, it's set in the Hasidic community, so that's why like we're getting a lot of you know interest from there. Um, but yeah, for the moment it's not yet completely public outside of these festival screenings that we have. But it's called Tzedaikis, a.k.a. Holy Woman. It's in Yiddish. It's a magical, uh, realist, more or less realist, <laughs> dark comedy. 
um, about a woman who gets possessed by her dead Rebbe and starts speaking with his voice and his beard starts growing on her face, which causes huge problems. (laughs) Huge problems. Sexy. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds great. So, All right. you know, the funny is, yeah. I'm sorry. Is it in English? No, it's in Yiddish. No, she's in okay. Yiddish. Contemporary. Wake up, Bad Jensen. No, I just want to make sure. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I can't write a script strange enough that it doesn't somehow manifest in my actual life. Like, I wrote a feature and all the scenes started happening in my actual life. And after making Tzedaikis, I met a woman in England who is a trans medium. And when she goes into her tr- into trance, her spirit guide comes through and like her voice changes to that of a Victorian gentleman in his 40s, like completely and her mannerisms. And so she's exactly like my main character as well. <laughs> so I keep kind of thinking, you know, what am I writing into my scripts? Because they always somehow start showing up. It's such a weird thing. <laughs> I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have the beard, though. It's just the voice part. <laughs> but anyway. Cool. Well, thank you again so much yeah. for being here and being a part of this Tango community and sharing your beautiful songs with us thank you so much for having me it's such a pleasure to have this opportunity I can't wait to see you back at la nacho at the bar with omar oh, yes. yes please <laughs> yes yeah silvana and i walked past on nacional like two weeks ago to make sure it was still there and the lights were still on and we were so happy yes we'll be back we'll, we'll, yes, we will back. be back yes absolutely all right, right. Emily, thank you. Okay, thank so you. I'll, I'll hang up now. Um, you want. Yes. Otherwise, you either either mm-hmm. hang up or stop talking. That's your option. No, <laughs> oh, you stay with that, wow. or or you go to the bathroom like Bud Johnson and talk with to us from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just provide the sound effect track. There you go. That's, that's I have my pump organ. Be. I have my little auto harp over there. That's even uh, better because we, we we don't have our so shells. our Jorge Torres is going to join us now, and I don't have okay. Chico. I emailed you the theme. Yeah, song. I got it. I got it. All right, okay. good. All right, I'm going to hang say, up now. Otherwise, I was going to ask Emily to make a theme song for us for Jorge. But, um... <laughs> Yikes! That would be putting me on the spot. Got it. <laughs> okay. So we so, can. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. I'm going to hang up now. Okay. But nice I to hear you, Emily. Nice to hear all of you too. I miss all of you. Likewise. Be well. Me too. Ciao. We'll be Ciao. back. Bye. It's too late, man. It's too late. It's a great melody. I love it. I mean, you know, that remind when I was a kid, my dad loved uh, Mercedes Sosa. I don't know if you guys hear her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mercedes Sosa is the one that she made this song famous, and now Emily did amazing job. And remind me to my childhood, and I grew up with that kind of songs. And I literally, you know me, I oh, I I pass out or I cry, 
I'm these two options. So I, I, I just cry. <laughs> You're, such You're such a girl. Do you either you pass get, out you, or you, you didn't get that crying from me, did you? You went to the mother, bathroom, motherfucker. What are you talking about? No, no I'm talking about. No. We asked him to flush the toilet. Yeah, that was by design. No, I'm talking about the time we went to the John Coltrane documentary. Hello. Hello. What? 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 <laughs> I was so lost. What? What happened? What? Okay. Um, I went through a period when I was organizing uh, film trips, and me and El Chino and Kiko, um, Japanese Tangero, went to a John Coltrane documentary. Ah, oh, yes. now you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you remember. So yes, all of us would cry that. It was, it was, it was very emotional for me because here I am sitting in the theater with two guys I really love. Both of them remind me of guys I grew up with in junior high school and high school. And plus, we're seeing a John Coltrane movie, documentary, and my sisters introduced me to John Coltrane when I was a, a young child. So a few places, I started to well up and get a little emotional during the movie. But when it was over, we were walking out of the theater, and I turned around and I looked at these two guys and I started crying like a damn baby. It was just so overwhelming. Um, and I, I get emotional with, with music and sometimes in the dance. So, Marcelo, do you cry because you're angry or because you're, you know, being soft you know, and emotional? I do feel you, but I cry because emotional, because I'm sad, because I cut my finger in the in the kitchen. Because you're <laughs> For angry. many reasons. I cry when I'm angry too, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I cry when I'm sad or emotional or when I'm angry. It is beautiful. I mean, when I cry and I feel a relief that is something in my chest just relief and it's, it's an energy, emotional energy that needs to express itself in the world in somehow and crying helps. Yeah. Not when no, you're no, angry, no. man. When you're no, angry, you're angry I don't know. and you want to express, but you're crying, it's just wanna... so pathetic. If I'm uh, crying when I'm angry, I want to kill somebody. I want to kill myself when I'm crying and I just want to express my anger. No, we don't want that. No, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, through my childhood, like when I were, I would have like these moments with my mom and like I'd be upset with something and I just want to like sort of show that I'm angry with her, like upset. And I would just be like, but mom, and I'd start crying and she'd make fun of me. <laughs> There's nothing worse than you are crying because you're mad and somebody makes fun of you. That is I know. <laughs> I know. This is empowering, you know. Hola, Jorge. Hola. 
Only to you and Adam, okay? That's it. Okay. Somebody selected. <laughs> okay. Fuck <laughs> you guys. Pantero. <laughs> so, okay, I thought Marcelo had a deep voice, but my God, you, you win. No, we call it a tango voice. Tango voice, yes. Because he talks a lot of the dances. From Pompeia. Yeah, but now, now you know, my voice is not so deep when I am awake, but when I'm very, very tired and sleepy, it's very bad. It's worse than bad. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's like very yeah, white. But, yeah, but I have to be very tired to... to to be to be that low. Pat Johnson, usually... give me your Well, what voice. time do we need to call you, Lance? Well, next time? Uh, this this is my <laughs> deepest voice. I I can't go any lower than this. Okay, everybody <laughs> do their lowest. <laughs> Adam, what's your yeah, deepest? Because... Oh, you're gonna that laugh. Is, Speaking about is... laughing and crying. <laughs> okay, I wanna hear Adam. Okay, hold on. Let me. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> I want to cry now. Uh, How about Marcella? I need somebody to pull my balls down. <laughs> oh, no. Like the play that we did. Oh, oh you have to say a sentence. So can I go lower than Adam? Yeah, actually, yes, you always do, baby. Remember in the play, Jorge, you you just walked into a fight here. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the only thing that makes me happier is Bob Johnson's voice is coming from the dark side, of course. <laughs> Of course, you man. See? I love it. All, all, all the way back into the cave. You know? <laughs> what else do you want me to do? That's what you like about me, okay? <laughs> My friend, don't forget that I know a lot of things about you. You do. You do. And I know a lot of things about yeah. you. So I will, and also, I will tell, yeah. Yeah. I will tell just a, a brief story of the first time I saw you. It was at the, it was at, no, don't worry, Jorge, you're, you're safe. I'm not going to embarrass you or tell no, any no, of no. those. What, 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 what a good memory, my friend. No, I do. I have, I have a. Is it legal? It's very legal. Yeah. So I was going to the world famous Le Belle Epoque to see Mariela Franganicio dance. And I hadn't heard of the guy she was dancing with. His name was Jorge Some Torres. schlub. Some schlub. So, yeah, so <laughs> I walked up this long flight of stairs to La Belle Epoque, and I walked in and changed my shoes and blah, 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 blah. And the dance started. And there was this one dance, when it was something probably a Desarly, and Jorge was dancing really, really slowly. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell? What, what? Who is this guy? Why is she dancing with him? He had on a black double-breasted suit 
white shirt and a gold tie. I'll never forget it. So he's dancing like really slow. And he sends Mariella into a hero to his left. She starts the hero. And I don't remember if Jorge went to the, his left or to his right. But all of a sudden, he goes, and he does like 55 turns on one foot. And it looked like the Tasmanian devil or a ceiling fan on high. He was going <laughs> so damn fast. It was a blur. And then after this, he stops and he catches her. They stop at the same time perfectly. And I thought, holy shit. That's why she's dancing with this motherfucker. I never saw anything like this before in my life. That was fucking incredible. What the hell? And I was checking to see if it was a like a, a movie screen up there or something. It was an animation. Most incredible thing I had ever seen. So, Amazing. Senor Pantero, my hat <laughs> is off to you for that dance alone. <laughs> not, not for That's the rest. ninja shit. <laughs> it, it was, man. It was. I'd never... Uh, but, do you guys know who the Tasmanian devil is? Of course, I do. I do they? But, uh, but can, I, can yeah. I confess something? Sure. Okay. What's her name? What, no, what, what, happened, what, happen, what happens to you is what, what happened at that moment to you is a, something that happened to most of everybody that they saw me doing that kind of things. But it's, it's, it's the illusion. Oh, I now it's know. Not, yeah. It was not, yeah, it was not, was through because you saw it and yet that's what the image that you got, but it's not what I did. Uh -huh. okay, so, what I did was only one turn. <laughs> <laughs> but the way, the timing, the visual effect, the, the, the way of execution surprised you and make you feel like, I don't know, like you said, oh, 50 oh. turns. And it's not. It's just one, but <laughs> in the right way. <laughs> so, that's, that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I always do the same. I do that. It, that was, what I said is just visual effects when they mess up. I just that, uh, but they don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all these years I've been trying to like outdo you on that. So I started practicing it on my head. I haven't gotten it down yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Man, he sometimes leads 50 turns and like the, he's just turning the whole tanda trying to be you, Jorge. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that also. <laughs> let's let's backtrack a little bit. Bat, you were telling the story about how you're watching this guy. He's not doing anything. Why is he performing with Mariana Freganillo? And then boom, he does something, right? Yeah. And that's how you create that illusion. Because if you go from zero yeah. to a hundred in a second it, it makes it seem like a lot more is happening so that's the brilliance exactly. of, of what he was doing is like oh showing. i know so this is what i want to talk so bad if you could shut the fuck up for five minutes 
<laughs> your questions Go. are great. I, I, I hope you have more questions. I know you have a lot of questions for Jorge, and I know he's been a big um, role model for you. So I hope you have asked more questions. But I want to acknowledge that that is a very uh, – that, that is a beautiful thing that I've learned recently over the years that – that has helped us dancing and, and something that we've been trying to use more in our dancing is the, the beauty of space. And Jorge, I want you to talk more about how, how did you, I feel like all great artists know how to utilize space. Sheldon, five questions theme song. Wait, let me try to play it. He'll, hold on. I have it. I know, but I think I was able to upload it. Hold on. Okay, okay never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> we have okay, our theme Jorge. song. This is our theme song for officially starting the five questions segment. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not playing. Questions. Five questions. Five questions. Five questions. My, 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 my music hit me so hard. Makes me say, oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I to run and do like this is good? Did I play longer than I'm supposed to? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. but. laughs> okay, tell me. Welcome. So, Adam, go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot, I can see the dark side is coming. <laughs> you can see the... <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to ask but, uh, you about how, you're, how you um, balance out, like, your use of... Would you consider yourself more of a performer than a, than a social dancer, first of all? And then how do you... Like, when you're... Right, forget that question. Never mind. When you're... No, 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 it's okay. No, 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 it's... Uh, it's... All of us, uh, I think maybe each one of us, we, we come from different ways, correct? Different backgrounds and situations and all this stuff. I am 53 right now, and I start, uh, this year will be my 50th anniversary dancing, wow. since, I was, since I started dancing. And, and the only thing that I, I did in my life was only two things is to dance and to have kids. The only two things, good things that I did in my life, you know? So... Amazing. And the point is, my career, my mentors, you know, first of all was my teacher, and then he became almost like my second father because he, I used to spend more time with him than with my real father. And then he became a mentor, so somebody who, even if he passed away a few years ago, is still with me all the time, hmm. you know? Like, a, mm -hmm. it's something that stays with you like your parents, you know? They stay with you no matter what, yeah? Of course. All of the, all of the main people in my life, they go away already. But for me, they're, they're sitting on my table all the time. And, and my mentor is like that, you know? So he was the one who always was guiding me and into the professional life since I was a kid mm -hmm. was not really a game for me. It was more like I feel like he really wanted me to be sharp from the beginning, mm. you know? So it's different than some other kids that go more for fun, for, you know, just to have fun, to dance. For me, 
the way maybe how I, I was and the way how he was guiding me also was more sharp. Mm. And, and he was the one who in some way forced us to, to grow up as a dancers, not as a tango dancer, as a dancers. So what that means, he was teaching us, the first thing that he teach us was Argentine folk, and then he had tango, he had flamenco, ballet, any kind of dance that was possible for us to learn. And, and when I was 10 years old, he brought us into, he forced us to become a professional ballet dancer at the Colón Theater in Argentina. Yeah, so 13 wow. of us from Merlo. Merlo is on the west side of Buenos Aires, a very poor uh, area, that very middle, almost low-class people, yeah, workers, families. And, but for our part, it was super difficult to be able to pay our careers. So only 13 of us that we, we reached the age, we get into the Colon Theater. And I was... Only two of us, we finished the career. Yeah, so okay. that career is 10 years. So okay. for me, everything was about respect, was about uh, knowledge, about the more you know, the more respectful you have to be. Correct? Not the more I know, the more I can show off. Yeah. No. Yeah. For us, it was always growing higher your level, higher your responsibilities. Yeah. And so I got that from my mentor and I got that from my parents, that the, my parents being in the countryside people. So uh, they, so most of my life goes more into big stage since I was 10 years old. Until 10 years old, I was in my dancing, uh, learning how to dance in the garage of my, my home with him and with 150 other kids. But once I, I get into the Colon Theater, my life Changed completely because now everything became huge for us. You know, mm -hmm. every, the best dancers, the best, every, every was there with us all day. So we grew up more into the stage area sooner than maybe the, than other kids. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. our social part really became almost much later. Why? First of all, my home was two hours away of traveling from the Colon Theater to my home. Two hours one way, two hours to come wow. back. And then we spend the whole day and, and also we have the shows at night with the ballet and blah, blah, blah. So I end up sleeping three hours a day. Yeah. So every day, and we've been very happy. We've been super happy because that's what we love. But uh, we, we sleep, we try to sleep standing on the train, you know, whatever. We just put the, the leg on the bar and we fall asleep. Completely destroy life, but happy in some way. Mm. And... Um, our really no time for our social life. So no time for us to go to milongas, no time to ask for a good, anything, uh, discotheques at the time, correct? Like when the, all the young people, they go for, to have fun to the disco. Mm -hmm. No, for us, it was impossible. So you were like Michael Jackson. It kind of. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before, before or after without, the surgeries. Without, without his father. <laughs> without his father abusing him, of course, but... But yeah, so yeah. you spent the but first I, seven years seven, having fun, mm -hmm. and that's three to ten. You know, you, you compare it to most people that start dancing tango at the age of 25, 30, 35, 40. First seven years, they're already adults. It's a very different time in their lives. They, they've, they have a completely different experience. So you're 
you know, it's like learning a language at a, such a young age. It becomes a part of your vocabulary, yeah. you know, your vocabulary mm -hmm. of movement um, yeah. and your expression of movement and expression of who you are. It's, it's, it's very interesting. And I was, I'm really curious. I'm, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to, I want to hear more about your uh, growth, but I was just, I'm really curious. Who was your first mentor and, and how did it, how did it suck you? How, why did it suck you in so much? Um, okay. Um, the one who was my main, the main person in my life as an artistic uh, example or way to follow is this guy the name is Norberto Gishenduk and he used to be um, uh, the main dancer of the national team in Argentina at the Argentine Fall team he used to be the, the, the main dancer there also he was one of the main dancers at the Colon Theater as a ballet dancer mm -hmm. and he used to have his flamenco company in Spain so these kind of little monsters in life, you know, that, that whatever they do, they're great, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so he used to be in Spain with his dance company and all of a sudden something happened very bad in Spain. They need to run away. And when they go back to Argentina, he went back to Valentina Alcina. That is an area where her father used to live there. His father used to live. Um, so he went back there and no money, nothing because of the problem, the war and everything is in Europe. Mm -hmm. And when they arrived to Valentina Alcina, to his house, the first job that he got is in Merlo. So from Valentina Alcina to Merlo, it's no common sense to do that, to be that mm -hmm. connected. Yeah, no sense at all, but for some reason, that was his first job. I don't know how from there to until my mom knew about it, because my mom is not a ballet dancer or any kind of dance. No, they are not artists in, in dance or singing or nothing, musician, nothing. I don't know how she saw it. She, she got the news like 20 minutes away from that place. And she said that, uh, I said, mom, I said, I don't remember to love to dance at that age. Mm -hmm. She says, yeah, I was dancing on TV. You start, start jumping everywhere and, and then I wow. feel like you like to dance, which is a moment that I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't mm -hmm. remember that, 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 that time. <clears throat> but I, for sure she was right because if he, after 50 years I didn't quit and I keep loving it, so she was right. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and because of that, uh, my mom brought me to, to this dance studio. That was, I was the first student, uh, his first student in, in Buenos Aires after he returned from Europe. And then they start getting more famous, so they, 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 they fill up the, the, the studio very fast. So and then my mom and my dad offered him if he, he would like to go to teach to our garage that was a little bit much bigger than the room, that, the, the space that he was teaching there. And he says, yes. So he brought us there. He, he came to our home and... And he, we became 150 students there, not together, of course, in the garage, it, it could yeah. be a huge thing. But uh, in the whole morning, from Saturday, usually he, he used to come early in the morning until 2 or 3 p.m. He was teaching 
and we've been 150 students doing ballet, Argentine folk, flamenco. Uh, also, he brought um, a music master. So he, the music master was teaching us how to play guitar, how to read music, because my mentor also, he was a piano teacher, music teacher when he was very young. So he wanted all of us to grow up like him. Wow. Yeah, so knowing, knowing about a lot of things. And, and we've been super happy because you know, we start learning a lot of things from different kind of dance. But one thing he says, it's very good for you guys to learn about everything any kind of dance, so different cultures, different shapes, different forms, different. But the big problem that you will have is to respect each one of them. And for us, it was like, a, uh, yeah, because you have to be careful because, because all the information is in your body. Yeah. So some, your body can be confused. It's like when you speak so many languages, sometimes the, 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 the language, you forget one, one word and you start talking in different languages yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time. So it's something like that. And so we, he teaches us to respect, to, to focus in each one of them when we, when we have to execute it and to, and to try to respect the dance, you know? So even if you have a capacity to do other things, when you do one thing, you have to look like that. Um, so that's why, uh, plus later when we get into the Colon Theater, the education as a ballet dancer is quite strict. At that, now it's strict, but long time ago, the teacher was in the old school, so it was worse than now. You know, and most of our teachers, they've been Russians. Wow. So, uh, the Russians and Cubans. Yeah. And at that moment, was the training for all of us. And, and well, that was the reason why, uh, Adam, going back to your question, is about most of our life was more into the professional way first mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than into the social way first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the social way was when we start, believe it or not, it's more when we start traveling. Because I started traveling when I was maybe 20 years old, really traveling outside. When I, when I quit ballet, because uh, Libertad Lamarque, I don't know if you know her. Um, do you know, any one of you, you know Libertad Lamarque? No. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Libertad Lamarque is yes. like Carlos Gardel in female version. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Just um, listening. No, no, no. I was thinking like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, something. Oh, oh. And, yeah. So, every time that I said to people who know her, they say, oh, I, w I used to work with her for a few years. I said, with who? Look, sounds like a... Before Jesus Christ, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you said, oh, I was performing with Carlo Gardel. And people say, what? That, that, kind of, that kind of sensation. And so once she called me to be part of her company, uh, I quit ballet and everything, and I, I, I left everything behind. I never went back to anything else. It's like a, I found out my, the Argentine tango was the best way for, for me to express myself. So I left behind all the Argentine folk, all the ballet, modern, jazz, Russian, everything. Everything that I was practicing and, and was, I, I, I put it in, in, a, in a pose because it's, I felt that, that, okay, this is the way that I would like to talk, how mm -hmm. I would like to express, how this, you find out which one is your, the way that you're more comfortable. 
you know, and also because of the age, I was also 20 years old. So I start mm-hmm. to see things in a different way. Um, and that's the main reason why uh, my life started a little bit upside down, more for, for the professional way first and then into the, uh, the social way show up more. And then, of course, later, the, the, when you know me, going everywhere at night. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But after spending that many years training and, and working so seriously, there's there's a moment when you want to just have fun and relax a little bit, you know. So, of course, yeah, you yes, to go out yes. and see the culture of the dance, right? Yeah, also also remember, it's very important at what time Argentine tango knocked, knocked your door. You know, you what have you to... Because sometimes, depending on which age you have, is what happened to you in life. Yeah. Correct? And and depends. It's not the same. The way how we saw Argentine tango when we were kids is not the same way that we, we saw it later, when I was 20 or, or 30 or 40 or 50. Every time... This is something that always we, we make fun. When, we, when you are 20 years old, you said, oh, I know everything about tango. Right? <laughs> That's what you're feeling. And then yes. you become 30, and then you became 30, and you said, oh, at 20, I didn't know anything. Now I know. And then at 40, <laughs> the same. At 50, the same. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a refreshing thing. You know, like uh, you go, you learn as you go, you know, and... When did milongas became part of your life? More or less after I left the when when I the, the huge break for me was when I was twenty years old, more or less nineteen twenty when I when I decided to stop Argent, uh, the Colon Theater mm-hmm. and to start professionally and traveling all over the world with Argentine tango. That was the break. Because I, I had to decide to be part of the national team mm-hmm. in that moment because I was in a, like a big um, auditions for that and I was one of the favorite ones to, to become part of the national team. That was my decision to do that or to go completely into a different direction. And um, you started traveling with uh, Forever Tango or? No, 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 no. Before <laughs> okay. that. Chico, Chico, don't okay. start laughing now, okay? Uh, okay, no, no, no. My, my trip, my trip, my first, my first my... trip. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> my first, my first trip with Libertad de Market was '88. Uh, okay. And Forever okay. Tango became part of my life in 1995. Much oh. later. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't know it was the uh, okay. So with. The first travels, it was pretty much around the world as well, or you were going to specific countries only? This Libertad Lamarque, she used to be very famous in Central America. Okay. Until Miami and New York, I think we went to New York, but mostly Miami and all the way down. And... You know who, who was part of that company also? Who? For sure you know. You don't know, you don't have an idea. Jarmina. 
No. Ay, very, very close. You've been very close. <laughs> Guillermo Merlo. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. So we know we know each other since I, I remember that he had he, he was at the at the airport to fly and then they didn't allow him to get in to to no, to, to board on the airplane because they he didn't have a, a permission letter from his mom. <laughs> yeah, he was too young at that moment. I, I was, I, I'm maybe one or two years older than him, or three, maximum, I don't know, something like that. But um, he, he did, we didn't know that he needed permission, you know? Oh my God, that's wow. hilarious. Yeah, wow. but... Um, so how many dancers uh, were in that show? Uh, four, uh, four couples. Four couples and, and Libertad Marque was a singer, you know, and and the orchestras, different orchestras, they went through that company also. How did you find your partner or like how did that process work at the time? Or did everybody was, dance was, with everybody through the No no no, everybody was having his dance partners and my dance partner there was used to be my dance partner when I was a kid. Oh, wow. So life, life, life make us be because they 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 saw her and they saw me together a long time ago. It's like sometimes it's like for example for Forever Tango when I when I get in I asked the, the director from where where you saw me because I was part of Tango Passion in Europe. We didn't mm -hmm. know that Forever Tango existed at that moment. Um, they said no 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 I saw you in a show long, so many years ago in this theater. Sometimes people see us in a different show, shows and, and then all of a sudden one day they remember, oh, I, I remember this guy or that guy, and then they call us and, and they, they, they make, make this, this kind of thing happen. But uh, this is what happened to Libertad Amarque was um, uh, she, she's, they saw us or the, the assistants or whatever was organizing and so they put us together again, and we, we've been traveling for three years in, with that company. Amazing. Wow. And then what happened? <laughs> no, and then, and then we start jumping from one, from, from, one, uh, no, from one company to another. You know, I've been three years with them, and then I left um, because other companies, uh, they start calling me, and then I get into Tango Passion as a big company. And then in one moment, um, we've been not having any crisis with my new dance partner there. Okay, that also my dance partner in, in Tango Passion was uh, one of my friends, and we used to do, do, be together at the Colon Theater. So it's almost in some way we are related, in you know. And... So she would like to, I, when I was calling, at that time was no Skype, was no nothing like that to communicate sure. with your family. So every few days, and also the call was super, super, super expensive at that time. You have yeah. to call, you have to get the calling cards, I don't know if you, yeah, if you know about right. it, all these kind of things. And it was super, super expensive. So you try to call your family once a week. You know, just to tell them, okay, I'm okay, you know, <laughs> very short, only a few minutes. They said, okay, you can talk 20 minutes, and then when you pick up the phone, two minutes, and yeah, out of a yeah. car. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> and, God, I remember those. Yeah, and, and then uh, they say the, um, 
my mom told me, oh, Jorge, somebody from Forever Tango called you. And I said, what the hell, Forever Tango? We didn't know because we didn't have any YouTube, any websites, internet, oh nothing. Oh, my God. And so we did, I didn't know anything. So, so you said, didn't know uh, what Forever Tango was when they called you? No. First of all, because Forever Tango started only short time earlier than that. And the, all this information, I knew, I, I got this information later, correct? But uh, for uh, Tango Passion was very strong in Europe. We spent three years, something almost completely all the time in Europe. So it's like you don't see anything else. You don't see if it, somebody, nobody else get into, into Europe, you don't know mm -hmm. um, in, at that moment. And so, of course, Tango Argentino we knew because thanks to Tango Argentino, you know, the other companies pop up, and Tango Passion was one of them, um, because he was one of the same producers as, as Tango Argentino, the one who created Tango Passion. And, I see. And then, and then the, the, when Forever Tango called me, I didn't recognize the show, and then they called me again, and they said, they give a name of one of the person, oh, this person recommend you, oh, I know that person, but what is that? I tried to understand, and my mom, they, you know, as a countryside people, they, they don't ask too much. You know? <laughs> oh, no, no, Jorge is not here. Bye. Boom. <laughs> but bam, ask. What the hell is that? And, and so that was the, the situation when I went back to Argentina. Um, I talked to them. And also, I was, they want me to travel. At that moment, Forever Tango was... Uh, doing very well in San Francisco, in California. Mm -hmm. And then they make it so well that the first few years was no good for Forever Tango. It was a complete disaster. Yeah, the few, but in that moment, they make it very good in, in San Francisco. So they create a second company because uh, they've been called from, uh, Lon uh, I think, Lon Londres, London? London, yeah. Yeah, I think they have to go there with one company. So they have to bring another company to uh, to be to stay in San Francisco mm. as a base, yeah? yeah. So like the base was San Francisco. So um, uh, uh, sorry. Um, so and then that was the reason why they want me to get in as soon as possible. I see. Okay, and the problem is I have only fifteen to twenty days to prepare a new dance partner. Oh Ooh. my god! And yeah, first of all, to find it, and then uh -huh. to train it, and to make the choreographies, to make the choreographies, to prepare wow. everything. So it uh, was funny because my dance teacher, um, my, well, my jazz teacher um, from the Colon Theory, she says, I talked to her, look, I have to find somebody good. Huh? And then she told me, I said, Jorge, what about Karina? I said, which Karina? <laughs> Karina, yeah, because, you know, when I said Karina, who knows, you know, I was in Europe traveling for years, and then I said, okay, so she, she told me, Karina Piazza, from the Colon Theater, and I said, oh, shoot, but that was a long time ago, so I contacted mm -hmm. her, to make a long story short, I contacted her, and she told me, oh, Jorge, I don't dance anymore, <laughs> I said, Okay, unfortunately, bad thing happened on her life with her family. She she lost two sisters, her father, blah blah blah, in accidents and blah blah blah. Unfortunately, wow. very bad. So she quit dancing because she need to support her family, you know, the one brother and her mom. 
So she she ended up going to office, you know, to put everything behind. So when I give this, I give this uh, this chance. She says, she says, okay, you know, she take after a few few days. She think, okay, because she has to leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but something was very ridiculous that uh, when I remember that when I was more or less eighteen years old, I saw a little girl at the bar of Colon Theater, yeah, and. With all the dancers, they go there to eat, to have fun, to, you know. And, and then I saw a girl, maybe around 13 years old. She, and that girl was talking to another one, was maybe 12 or 11. Mm-hmm. And they wanted a little backpack, you know, like kids. And then this is the funny part and ridiculous. I look at that girl and I said inside, I said, that one will be my wife. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> But of course, I, re- I start remembering later, and that one was Karina. Huh. Huh. Okay, but I was 18 years old. Where? And so this happened so many years later, she quit dancing and life put us back together. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks to this just dancer, uh, just uh, just master that we have. So and then we start dancing, we became boyfriend, we... Uh, and then we married. So was a little bit strange how life play, you know, the, the cards. Crazy. And and then we've been there until the year two thousand. That um, more or less was the moment that uh, I quit dancing for a few months. Mm-hmm. And after I quit dancing, uh, I went back to dance on Broadway with Forever Tango with with Guillermina. Mm. With Guillermina Quiroga. And then after that, which is um, my second kid was about to be born. So uh, I quit completely with Forever Tango. And, and that, was, that was, I spent 15 years with them and 13 years wow. of as, a, as a dance captain. So it's a, it was a long, long, long way. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. So back to my question. So you were not yeah. a social dancer before you. Were... <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. My life. My life, my, my life is started upside down. Yeah, you know, yeah, like uh, yeah. other people, they go in the different way. Mine was more from the professional well, I think way. If you study, I think if you start at that age, you're going to start at, at, in that way because you're not going to start social dancing at three, four, five years old. <laughs> You know? yeah. No, so but, I, but I think if, it, if the column theater was known the way, maybe life would, would be different. Well, I think if but, all of those opportunities were not provided, well, not there, yeah. then, then yeah. life would be different. I mean, we don't here, we don't have places for us to be in the theaters dancing tango every night of the week. They had tried this a couple of years ago in New York at the Malbec Theater. And well, Jorge of, started uh, that, no? Okay. Yeah, they they I, I was very oh, lucky. That's right, and that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they called me. They come the people from Argentina. They called me to to be in charge of the show, to make the choreography, to dance on the show. And for me, it's like to go back, you know, to the the old times where we used to dance every night and coaching. And that was for us was a miracle, you know, mm-hmm. something like this. I mean, for a lot of people here, us. it was it was a miracle because a lot of dancers in New York want to perform. That's what they want to do. Correct, they don't and, but, teach, you, but, we, but you we, know what, what was the what, funny part is that what, the, no, uh, when they give me the, 
the idea, how to do this, blah, blah. and I told them where I will, I will find five couples, more or less the same style, the same how particular style. Blah, blah. In New York, it's not so many da- so many good dancers to put on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the, another problem, you know. I said if you and they always they want okay, we need it now. In two months have to be. I said no, if you want, we need to train people. We need like a six months to train them. Right. To, to make them look great, to make them look powerful. And the problem is, in the Malbec was not something that was, the stage was far away from you, it was right on top. Yeah, so yeah. Whatever, yes. whatever you do was very fragile, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but luckily, luckily we, we make a lot of auditions, we, we, we make the team, and all of us have been super happy that they, they want to take a risk, they want to invest the money to do these kind of things, you know? It was a great place. I mean, I was so excited to have like a tango show where like you could, yeah, no, but in my, a wine house. Yeah, my point was like we never had the ability to train for those sort of things because exactly. those are not things that we have here. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. We, we, Chico and I, we've always been social dancers. We teach, we perform sometimes, we but improvise we don't have and... like, pardon? Yeah, and we improvise. Right, yeah, because if if there was, perhaps if there was an opportunity to to become a professional, you know, show dancer, maybe we would have gone down that route. I don't know if I would have, I'm not very disciplined. But that that would be something great for everybody (laughs) to try, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And from my point of view, it's just, it's knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then then you do do with that knowledge whatever you want, correct? But at least you have that knowledge. And the experience to be on stage every night to a lot of accidents happens, mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. damages, a lot of good yeah. things, a, a lot of things happen. And that, that's what makes you an artist, you know, when you go through the experience. How and, many of your yeah. students come to you more like with the idea of wanting to be a performer versus a social dancer? Not so many. But you do get that, I am sure, because you have the ability yes. to train for both. No, we, we train those those people always, but even when we train them, we make we try to make the the, the foundations first again. Mm-hmm. Because most of them they try to skip. Mm. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, m- most of them, you know, maybe they think it's easier or maybe I don't know, whatever. And I remember Easy. always my. Yeah, who knows what is inside, no, of them. But I always remember that my dad used to tell me, say, Jorge, our home is only one level, yeah, one one floor. But under is 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 um, is built up for three floors. So even if it's mm-hmm. for one, the, our base is for three. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe people today is they are not most of the people is not really they cannot see. The, the foundations, how you can make this happen, how you can make that happen. They just see the surface and they think it's easier mm-hmm. and convenient or whatever, mm-hmm. but they cannot see maybe clear what, what is really going to be a life well, as an artist. You know? The one thing that I always find hilarious and kind of annoying to hear from, from all students is when they say, because like Chico and I, we don't really teach too many advanced 
step patterns and the and they always say like oh we're going back to the basics huh mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's that's what it's all about <laughs> you know like yeah. just the foundation just if you're a professional dancer at any level in any form what do you do when you warm up in the morning what do you do when you warm up in the studio you do the yeah, basics it's the same yeah. you know it's yeah. the same and, but, and but, but, but scales who, like as a musician yeah and the students who say like oh it's so nice you, you brought us back to the basics for example I'm like, that's all there is. Yeah. Really. I mean, right. And then, and then, of course, and then you develop skills, correct? To do mm-hmm. better. All those skills are possible sure. based on your basic things. The, yeah, the, the and, support and, and, of and your none life. Of that is, yeah. None of that is going to uh, get more expansive un, unless you just, you, you can't like get up every day and just be amazing. <laughs> but uh, let me awesome. but, but let, let, let me explain to you something that uh, I got the knowledge from another source. I, I practice a martial art that the name is Aikido. It's a Japanese martial art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how my comparison with, with, let's say in this case, Argentine tango. Could be any other dance, but let's put Argentine tango. Um, in, usually when you practice Aikido, every day you start with the same exercises mm-hmm. and you practice one small movement for years hmm. and no one's complain exactly. no one say no one say when i going to make the guy fly, flip when i going to make this when <laughs> I, no one no one but you know why it's because if you are in a fight in a particular situation unfortunately you became into a fight and you make one mistake you can lose yeah. your life, maybe. Yes. Mm. In tango, people they don't see it like that. Tango well, is oh, also, if I if I if I kick her, it's okay. If I if I, she's fall, you know, she lose her balance, it's okay. No, but if you say really take it like each movement could be the last one in your life, you will will be much deeper your dance. But you I know, would so. I want to also add another element to the whole ego of the mm-hmm. thing in aikido and the martial arts you're not trying to impress anybody but yourself like you're it's it's very personal and in 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 tango you know it's it's a social dance you're with somebody else, like woman man man woman gay straight whatever the orientation so you're trying to show off you're trying to show your feathers right it's it's that's another element that puts a lot of pressure on people to want to perform better even before they're ready you know yeah but also remember that usually even when we perform we don't we don't for us you know the I'm not consequence, the, specifically the, about us in this conversation no no no, no. i know i know i know I'm but i say about I the say, greater student body that i've experienced where people are like oh yeah i know how to do this this and that i'm ready for the next thing and then you're like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah, like when people, you say oh do you speak another language and they're like yeah, I speak Spanish, and then somebody starts talking to you in Spanish, and then you're like, oh, well, I actually only know five words, but <laughs> I understand the basic concept that there are other languages. That's sort of like these certain people in dance where they're like, oh, I understand that I could be really good, but yeah. I'd rather um, shortcut the situation. You know? And guys, uh, I have to tell you something that may, I hope you're not going to be angry. But um, uh, I'm supposed to start teaching in five minutes. 
but oh my God. The, the studio the studio is downstairs <laughs> so, so I can be there no no it's good it's good um, is anything that you would like to ask me that I can answer very <laughs> very fast <laughs> <laughs> do you have a middle name <laughs> yes of course Antonio Antonio see I found yeah. the fast that is question. that is my 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 father's how name your, Antonio. how is your Japanese coming along my Japanese uh, really I don't speak Japanese <laughs> It's like cooking. I cook to survive. Doesn't mean it's a very disrespectful to say that I'm. I know how to cook. Oh, I don't I know. I, I cook to survive. I speak Japanese to survive. So <laughs> I cannot say. Have you spent Jorge? Have you spent yeah. much time in Turkey? Uh, and I love it. So I want to ask you, what? Do you, what? Because for me, there's two cuisines in the world that I think for me are my favorite, and it's Turkish and Japanese. So I want to ask you, uh -huh. which do you prefer, Turkish cuisine or Japanese cuisine? Let's say Turkish is more, is close to us, mm -hmm. to as Argentinians. And, and I will tell you something that most of the people, they, they don't know. But uh, from my father's side, from my father's side, his, his parents, I'm half uh, Aborigine, Argentinian, so original people from the country, Aborigines, and Spain. Okay, from my father's mm -hmm. side. From my mother's side, I'm Turkish and Arabic. What? I, I knew that. I knew that. You're yeah. my... Yeah. We're yes. relatives. <laughs> so, Chico, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I see. Now the eyes make sense. Yeah, be careful. The danger. The and the danger. eyes. Yes. But uh, remember, I, I was listening. I was listening to um, to Alfonsina Yelmar before, uh -huh. and uh -huh. that remind me remind me like uh, years around nineties, maybe ninety one, ninety two somewhere, sometime around there. I was in Turkey in Istanbul, uh -huh. and at that time was a lot of uh, music like CDs, tapes, you know, at that time. So oh, yes. what was amazing, I found a CD of Mercedes Sosa in a store there in Turkey. And I I'm saw I saw this, I said, what the <laughs> how this <laughs> happened? <laughs> it's crazy. We love that stuff. A lot of things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean you could walk into a super local restaurant here and you'll hear traditional tango. Just oh yeah, yeah. But because they, yeah. but I think you know that they they write their own tangos. We have that Turkey. too, and mostly yeah. they yeah, are yeah. not great. Yeah. They're more like pop tango. Yeah, They're yeah. Not but as... but I heard, but I heard some of them traditionals also. There uh, are some, some yeah ones from twenties yeah. are a little more, uh, I think, interesting. But I'm saying I'm saying in uh, no long time ago, huh? Uh, the, what I heard uh, from uh, Turkish tangos, and I was like, "Wow!" You know, e even yeah. when you see them dancing, when you see them dancing, it's very nice to see the Turkish people dancing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I don't know. They have some kind of 
is more human part. They are not in the artificial way, mm-hmm. you know? So that is the nice part that, at least for us, or should that oh, be? your private is here. They called me 20 times. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my God, I, okay. I, I, have a, I have one quick question. When are you coming back to New York? Uh, as soon as you invite me. <laughs> okay. And, and okay. as soon as you pay my tickets. Okay, you're going to get a message in the mail tomorrow. Thank yeah. you okay. so much, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you I'm so sorry. I love you, Jorge. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Yeah. Turn off the phone, man. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Let me flash the toilet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you very much. That we made them wait for half an hour. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but he kept saying it was okay. He was like, "Oh, that was oh, great." I didn't think he had a time, so he's like, "We're texting him in the background. We're like, sorry, it's going over time." He's like, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry." So I was like, "Okay, I guess we have plenty of time." I didn't realize he was. He should have said, "I have a, an appointment." <laughs> yeah, it's so it's okay, but I have a. Well, Mauricio is here, so maybe he'll call in. No, we, can... we have to go, Chico. You told me keep the show to two hours. It's been two and a half hours. But Mauricio is here. <laughs> <laughs> Mauricio, if you're listening, which I think you are, you your songs with Emily were great. We enjoyed them immensely. They were. Yeah. Phenomenal. I saw Mauricio uh, with For- Forever Tango several years ago I was you did. Uh, yeah yeah lucky you I was watching you know the dancers and then I started looking at the orchestra and all of a sudden the keyboard player wait a minute that, that guy looks kind of familiar that's Maurizio Knox he's a great artist he's a great artist and a great guy yes yes very very sweet man and on that note my dear loves of my tango life Adam, Chico. Yes. I'm going to say. Yeah, Chico. Will you guys tuck me in? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. I'm going into bed. (laughs) Hold on. on. You're a real trooper. That's great. All right, guys. Are you in? in bed. I'm in. Sleep with the angels. Sleep with the angels, as they say. We love you dearly, and good night, all. All right. I mean, sleep with the angels is what you—that's what you say before you like shoot somebody in the head, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I—I have some Spanish friends who say that. So, good night, folks. Okay. Good night, Uh, Beth. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Good night, Beth. Everybody, Chico. Adamo, I will, and thanks for figuring that stuff out. Meg. Yes, everybody, thanks for joining us. I'm going to do some uh, emailing to the Podbean people and some. uh... Yeah, but it was really so much better sounding, the music. Yeah, those first two songs were great. Will you play us a good night? I can't. I don't have a microphone, I don't have anything. Oh, no lullabies for me. 
No. You have to sing then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll uh, I'll sing you a lullaby. How's that? Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's see. What do you want to hear? A lullaby. That's okay. Let's find a lullaby for Chico. Mm-hmm. This. My eyes are closed. I'm ready. You could, <laughs> you could tell me a bedtime story if you don't want to sing a lullaby. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Amazing though, no? Three years, 50 years he's been dancing. Yeah, what a cool. life. And what a mom to notice that. Can you hear this? Yes. Does it sound okay? Yeah. That makes me want to dance and get up and jam.
I'm gonna snore for you, Adam. Good Why night. Why can I still hear you? I'm speaking in my dreams. I turned off the podcast. It's over. Oh, is it? It's not. <laughs> All right. Well, there's another glitch in the fucking Podbean. <laughs> it says it's over. <laughs> You're so on. <laughs> oh my god, it's over. Yes, I'm forever. Gonna, I'm gonna Pudo. start it again and then stop it again. Yeah, yeah. It says it's still going live. Get yep. the fuck out of here, everybody. Good night. Christ. All right, let me try this again. I'm ending the show. Good night, Poodle.